0: Got Got Your 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 Ears Ears On is brought brought to you you by by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. I'm Guido along with Scoop. You love to love him. You sometimes love to debate
1: him. It's everyone's favorite.
2: Johnson. (laughs) Guido, uh, despite their best efforts to lose this game against Baylor your mountaineers have achieved their eighth win
0: they have guys can we just can we just take a minute and I just want to go back in the rewind machine right you don't know I mean you don't know me. and go back to the beginning of the year yes where I said they were only gonna have three wins scoot said they were only gonna have three wins and Johnson you were the ray of hope in what seemed to be a sea of despair, <laughs> with a four win. Pick. Right. I think I had a I had a stretch five. That was
2: our ray of hope.
0: we said a bowl would be ridiculous. Yeah. We were like, we we were so cold on this team. We guffawed at bowl talk, and they finished with an eight and four winning record. Uh, b- b- first, well, if you count 2020, he ha- technically Neil had a winning record in 2020, but they didn't play a full season. Um, and it was kind of weird because they were playing in empty stadiums and whatnot. Um, Neil Brown gets his first real winning season at WVU. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, happened. Burr, burr, it happened. Berber berber. Ced trombone
1: it's uh bittersweet we'll say it's bittersweet
0: and we put the question out last night on Twitter like we we wanted to you know we wanted to see what people thought like how they felt after after this and uh, I mean you know some people were very happy some people were stressed out we had well, there people was that one said, <laughs>
2: there was one response to guida that I thought I read it and I was like you know what? This guy gets it, Guido. This guy gets it.
0: And that would be um, WV Witness with, it's better than beans. <laughs> it's, it's better than a sharp knife st- st- stick yeah, in you stick in Yeah, you
2: said eight and four. Tell us how you feel. And he responded, well, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye. We're still prisoners of the Cal Conference. And I was like, did I write that? Did I accidentally respond to to our account because i feel like that guy gets it
1: it's just so anticlimactic well it's hollow
2: right like i know people are going to yell at us for saying these things but it feels very hollow especially especially scoot for context you know if you happen to not watch this game wvu pulls it out in under a minute fashion and if you were on i think the funny part scoot and then you continue but the i think the context is if you spent any time on x on twitter guido hates it when i call it x now but if you spent any time during the fourth quarter and leading up to like the last two minutes of the ball game, it was torches and pitchforks. It was like, leave this oh. guy in, wake <laughs> like out. You know, it was like, <laughs> grrr, hiss, boo. And then that touchdown happens, and Guido, everyone's like, well, eight and four. I mean, that's, I mean, I think he's doing a pretty good that's job. Better than what I, that's thought we I thought we'd do something about it. Pretty good five. job. It's four. Four. Four yeah, what what do you guys complain improved. about? Be happy. What's the matter with you? And like, up until that Score! It was like, like can, people were actively tweeting. Like, can Ren Baker just leave him on the tarmac?
1: Well, it,
2: it's just funny to watch that. There was a
1: flood that. of Neil Brown in Kentucky apparel, and every <laughs> other kind right. of school. And can we go
2: ahead and talk about that Guido? Because Scoot, I feel like almost single-handedly. Scoot, we were so close. You almost single-handedly willed...
1: I'm not done ...the
2: steel, the kneel into existence.
1: Like, you almost willed... It was right there. Listen. Okay, so Kentucky seems like it's out. So now I'm looking at... But it was so in. Like, before you
2: move on from that, like, Mark Stoops was signed sealed and delivered and apparently Texas A&M people went nuts. I don't know enough about it to understand why they I mean I think he would have done a really good job there but apparently they threw a big hissy and then now they're hiring uh Guido what's the Elco Elko. El- Elko from Duke
1: Now can I can I throw something out there? Okay. What color what color does Kentucky wear?
2: Uh, uh yeah Kentucky blue okay. yeah blue.
1: Okay. Yeah, blue. What color is Duke?
2: I see what I see what you're doing as here. As a as little switcheroo. Saying, he looks
1: good in that. A little switcheroo, right? maybe. That's that color looks good on him. Can we can we make it happen? But I feel like they no pressure
2: scoots. The steal the kneel was almost.
1: Oh man, it was almost. It, like, I mean,
2: it was almost done, right? Uh, and Texas A&M screwed it up. It was up. on
1: the ropes. It was going to be like the well. Had had we lost? That's maybe more of a death knell to the steel the kneel. I agree. Like, because then you're seven and five. As soon as Jhe White a bad catches team.
2: that wheel route, you text me, "We're back in, baby."
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Scoot immediately texts me, "Steal the Neels back on, baby. We're back in the game." Now I'm rooting for a bowl win, <laughs> and and somewhere in Kentucky to be like, you know what? We'd really like to get Neil back. Yeah. On. Like Louisville, right? They could take him, I right.
2: mean, Louisville was ten and two, scoots or something like that. I think they're number well, maybe ten. Maybe
1: Satterfield will go somewhere. Well, that's okay. Who's there now? It's not Satterfield. Satterfield went to Cincinnati.
2: No, I think it is Satterfield, isn't it? I don't. I know. I
1: thought Satterfield left Louisville. Yeah, went you're to right. Cincinnati. They, did like yeah, cu- Cincinnati. they
2: did like a cup. They did like a cup game coaching carousel. I is don't it remember. Bobby Petrino?
0: Did he go back there? I don't think so. Now we're in this situation. <laughs> that is code where, for, uh, Guido's had enough of this banter. He's moving we're on. We're in the situation now. We have a winning record. It's, it's. I mean, it, in a vacuum, three, four years, five years, ten years from now, when we look back, we're going to be like, hey, remember that eight and four? We had an eight and four season. We won eight games that year. Uh, I think the problem is, is that when you're living it, you go, well, you are an eight and four season. You didn't beat a team that had a winning record. Uh you didn't play anybody of any the and when you did play teams that have were of, of any note. sort of concept, yeah. of note, you like laid an egg. Right. Uh so Yeah, it makes it I very mean,
2: hard to judge, doesn't it, Guido? And-,
0: and it's and it's hard and it's hard too because like you it could it it was it was 13 seconds away from being a nine and three. Right. Right.
2: (laughs) That's the killer of it. Um, Scoot Jeff Brom. But I think Guido, this is a cop out answer maybe, but don't you think next year you might be able to judge this year a little bit better to me next year. And maybe not even by the end of the season. I mean, like as you get into next year, if you've retained Scoot and I were talking about this a little bit earlier on the text machine, if you retain this young talent that everyone is now so interested in and excited about, um, and you start not even really like gangbusters next year, but if you're still w- winning, you know, if you're still beating teams you're supposed to beat and maybe building and retaining talent, then I think you look at this season especially if you win a bowl i think um like yeah we you know you can really look back on that now when he finally after forever turned a corner i think next season guido if you and i are starting the podcast in late august well who's going to fill all the gaps because of all the talent that hit the portal that we were excited about and oh we're now you know one and two after three games or something. Then I think you're just like, see, I think we're gonna sit and argue again. Like, see, last year was a farce. Like last year wasn't substantial. You know, I think that's what we'll do. I think.
0: Well, I don't. I don't know if there's anything. And let's like, in a, there's a lot that has to happen, right? You have got to see who goes into the portal, who we get out of the portal, and how that all works. But like, I, I feel like staying here today with an eight with an eight and four record, which. To be honest with you guys, most years we'd be okay with, I think, in in the Big 12. I think most years, I think, you know, Dana's first couple of years, and we would have been like eight and four. Okay. these. I mean, we had eight and four years, and we were like, okay. Um, Dana gave us a sense,
1: though, of like something, like he was like this, or I, I'm sure he still is, this great offensive mind, right? So he had some clout, some panache when he came on board at wvu neil didn't i don't i yes he won at troy he beat nebraska or lsu or something on some rare occasions but that was like his claim to fame
0: but i think what johnson's trying to say is that like i think that next year we're going to be sitting here at the at the beginning of september end of august and we're going to talk about we're going to be doing our projections again and there's nothing that we see now Keeping Garrett green, you know, white staying, whatever you want to say. There's nothing that makes me go, man, I'm going to say eight and four next year. I'm not going to say eight and four next year. I'm going to well, be, I'll be, fi- I'll be probably like, my optimistic will be five wins next year.
1: What's right? insane now is that the talk on Twitter, XX Twitter, is how many of these key players can we keep? Because everyone assumes now that the push is going to yeah. be on to lose all of our yeah, it's, players, it's the right?
2: immediate reaction. Like, oh, that guy's... Like, people are watching Jaheim Gene White. Jaheim White's like, a free agent. Oh that, guy, oh, that guy's really talented. He's obviously going to leave. I feel like that's the immediate reaction.
1: So, like, that's that's crazy, though. And you just finished eight and four. Should you feel that way? Yeah, no, I,
2: you would expect people to now be excited. I think... Yeah, I think people the,
1: would be like, oh, I want to join that. I want to jump on I board. think the
2: problem... I, I think, one, well, one of the problems... And Guido, this is... I think what weighs us down when you're trying to evaluate 8 and 4 is all the baggage of the last 4 years that you're dragging along with right. you into this season. So then you have this hollowish 8 and 4 and you're you're just like conditioned not to be excited about it because you've been hauler, hauling around all this Neil junk now forever. But I think and it's it's an observation that, that I feel like everyone's talking about, but it seems glaring that now you're going to have another who plays in the bowl game, Guido, we were talking about this earlier on the text machine. Like you could get a ninth win against what will probably be one of the like better teams you played all season, you know, outside of Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, Penn state that you, that you you,
1: stand a chance to play a team with a winning record. That's what
2: I mean. Like, so, so this is your next, you know, this is your, this is your next opportunity to actually win a game of significance. If you go lay an egg, that's just going to continue to have people like Scoot and I sitting here going meop, meop, like that. Beat somebody. You know, yeah. Or if you, if you, if people, so what I started to say, you know, Guido and I were talking about, if you now have people sit out, if you now have skill positions or whoever sit out the bowl and you lose, do we now argue like, well, you can't judge Neil on that because X, Y, Z people didn't play.
1: You know, do you have, that's going to be frustrating. I Guido, where do you stand on this football program? You have been so up and down. You're an emotional roller coaster. I, I, I don't know what to do with you half the time <laughs> on the text machine, whether to, to scorn you or scold you for being too giddy or on the other side of things to like, I don't know, uh check on you, Call your call your spouse, see if you're doing okay, see if like,
0: well, check a well check.
1: Yeah, like uh, call the police if they'll do like a little wellness check on you. <laughs> like, you're
0: so up and down. Listen, I and I, but I, I feel like, I hope I am like most other WVU fans this year, Scoot. Because, like, here's the thing is I think that the difference between, and I think Johnson can relate to this, like, the difference between you and like normal WVU people uh, is that you, like, you haven't been in at all. Like, you, like, I've got an outside approach. You aren't, but you haven't. Like you're not in, right? Like you no. are just like I don't care. Like I want to lose it. 12 games this year. Scoot was like, "Let's lose 12." Scoot was like, "Oh, like I, he was like listen, he was like 0 oh, and 12 all the motivated way."
1: Motivated by one thing.
0: I, I understand. <laughs> I understand your motivation is you don't want your brand
1: to coach. I now want to destroy somebody in a bowl game. <laughs> but
0: you, but here, but here's the thing: as <laughs> as you are, this is where. This is where like I don't I'm not questioning your WVU fandom. I'm just saying that you haven't been in the trenches as long as Johnson and I. So like the problem is is like you don't care. You're like ah oh in 12 season I'm good. Like Neil's out.
2: Scoot's like how do I get to point B?
0: Right. Like that's all I'm trying to do. Right. I feel like me as a, as a W growing up, be, you know, being around it, going to games when I was a kid, like the whole like emotional connection to the flying WV. You want them to win. You don't – I mean, like, honestly, I want Neil Brown to be successful. I'd love for him to have gone 12-0 and and play for the national championship this year. Like, I don't really care about the person. I care about the program. I think it's flavored my view here lately, Guido, because last
2: night I was thinking, I'm really happy for these guys. I'm really happy for these guys because we know the work that goes into – being a part of the team, working your way on into a roster spot, you know, being productive on the team and seeing the fruits of that, I think is awesome. Eight wins for these guys, especially seniors that have put up with all this now for 4 plus years. Uh, I'm happy for those guys. I'm happy for the in-state guys um who have grown up and wanted to be a part of the of the program. I think that's awesome. I, but I that's why I was sort of tongue in cheek at the start of the show saying, you know, I I feel like Guido I feel like these guys sort of overcome the shortcomings of their coaching staff to get, to get an eighth win, you know, in against a Baylor team that hasn't really been competitive against much of, of anyone half the year. And they were playing with their backup quarterback. I mean, it was just kind of silly at moments
0: of this game. Well, let's talk about the game a little bit. Cause we haven't yet. We're whatever, 10 minutes into the show, um, 15 minutes into the show. So, the the first thing I want to say off the top is, if 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 a kid like Zach Frazier hasn't, you know, in his forty odd starts at WVU hasn't proven that he's a leader, and probably one of the best, bet he might be the best center to ever have played for for WVU. Um, and Neil I, Brown said, Neil Brown said he pause might be that. I, I Dan, he might Dan, Dan be, Moses. Dan, Dan Moses was very good. Dan best. Moses went on to have a decent NFL career too, but. Um, Zach Frazier, last series last night, goes out. He's blocking for Huddy Tuddy on uh, on that on that catch you know catch run right there, gets rolled up on. Uh, they haven't said, but I suspect broke his ankle, got a little fracture action going on there. Um, so he's not going to be in the bowl game. Uh, you know he probably won't get that. He got invited to the to the Reese's the NFLPA Reese's Senior Bowl. He's going to get them playing that, you know, probably it probably still goes to the combine. He probably gets still gets a lot of NFL uh, action. Um, But big play for him was is the fact that that was less than a minute to go in the game. Right. So if he and WVU had no timeout, So if he went down on the field and they would have stopped the clock, that would have been a 10 second roll off for WVU. Had the mindfulness of it, had the awareness, the football IQ to be able to go, hey, you know what? I need to get off the field like crawling, literally crawling and hobbling off with a broken leg off the field so that they didn't have that 10-second roll-off. And I, you know, hate to see his career and hate to see his last play in a Mountaineer uniform be that, but pretty awesome show of, you know, sportsmanship, football IQ, if you will, for him. So best wishes to him and his family uh, and hope they're uh, they're doing okay. But I thought that was awesome. But outside of some awesome plays and some awesome things, I said it to you guys on the text machine. Like I don't understand the play calling. I just have I have spent all the you know, we can talk about special teams in a second cuz special teams is what cost us almost cost us the game. But I still don't stand the I don't understand the offensive play calling. Well, I don't all. understand
2: the play calling in specific situations, I think. Is that what you mean? Like overall, I think I'm warming to and maybe it's just Garrett Green getting a bit better at what he does. I think he's I think he's had a terrific season. Honestly, I I do. Um, and I think if he tightened up a couple throws in this Baylor game, it's, it's even better for him. Um, but I think in specific situations, like when you needed to have that fourth and one and you decide to ask Garrett to just try to muscle through the interior that you haven't had any success against all night with your refrigerator running back and your speedy running back. Like that's one thing that comes to mind Guido. So to me, it's like play calls in certain situations. Don't, don't make any sense, but I think, I text you guys in the middle of the game last night. I, I, Garrett Green has to roll his eyes. You know that uh, you know that viral clip of j t. real Muto when the guy's sprinting in from the dugout and they show his face and he like just he looks at the sky like in exasperation. That's how Garrett Green must feel in this Baylor game when either the defense or special teams runs out on the field because I feel like, they were pretty much looking at Garrett and saying, hey, can you make sure you guys score every single time you touch it? Because we don't know which one of these units is going to screw up next, and we're really going to need all the points we can get.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Scooty, for me, there were a couple times – I mean, there was – I can remember an instance when we're down in the fourth quarter, and, you know, it's fourth and ten. We get the ball back. It's fourth and ten. First play is like this really not great off-tackle draw play. And then it's two, like – Back-to-back, chuck it down the field, you know, throws. Like, he's throwing 30-yard passes, uh, you know, when we're trying to manage clock and get down and, you know, get a first down. Yeah, or you need six yards and he's
2: throwing a bomb or
1: something. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. Do you feel that Neil would refer to Garrett as prolific?
0: (laughs) No. I don't know. why. Are you going – like, just because you think, you know, you're trying to compare him to Jared Daggy. Is that what you're trying to compare him to?
1: Well – Neil had no problem saying that Garrett was or Jarrett Deggie was prolific. I think I think anyone with eyes would say that Garrett Green is maybe single handedly the reason why we won that game last night. And I think a lot of people would say he should have been the answer. More than the problem in a lot of other games that we've seen him play in the last three years or whatever. Well, just I let say, the guy do his job. Like let him, let him be him. Yeah, like,
0: right. I and mean, we even, I even listened to some of the post game, uh, you know, press conference. I, uh, John Antonic and uh, baby, baby Caridi, is that what we call him? Andrew, 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 baby Caridi. Uh, we're doing the post game, and uh, John Antonic said, he goes, you know what? Sometimes he goes, I think, like when they're not holding like Garrett Green under an umbrella, you know, and trying to make sure he stays within reason is when he, like when he goes outside of that's when he plays better. And Just I think it's let him go. Let him like, let Garrett be Garrett. It's like you remember you remember the Red Sox let Manny be Manny like let Garrett like Garrett be Garrett. You can't tell I I
1: texted you guys this. He runs so fast. Like the speed at which he runs looks a lot faster than uh some of I mean, now Jaheim White obviously is fast. He showed that last night. But I would say Garrett's our second fastest player out there. He looks it. He looks faster than Jalen Anderson or Justin Johnson. He looks like he's faster than most of the receivers. Just let him go. Let him
0: do his thing. And he, and again, second leading rusher, 103 yards on the ground. <laughs> and Johnson, cover your ears. Let him run that yak. Let him talk
1: that yak that's the best part about him <laughs> he's got an edge like he's got the edge that neil doesn't have let him run his yapper so well, and
2: he's clearly a leader on this team just let him let him do his thing let him, yes, let, him let him run let yeah.
1: him run his yapper i love that he throws the touchdown he runs over to the sideline he's yelling something up at the crowd i love that let him do that that's fine. That's the best part about but it.
2: Don't you agree that last night the defense looked completely lost?
0: I don't mean a little
2: bit lost.
0: I mean I mean everything but the offense looked completely yeah, lost.
2: Yeah, and night. we haven't even started. I at one point I tweeted out cuz I genuinely had to google who WVU special teams coach is, but I was like this is becoming like a Benny Hill skit or something.
0: You know, like well it was and there was a minute too. There was a minute too when uh, when I found out who he was. I was like, "Isn't that the video guy for the basketball team?" But the, listen, no, it's Jay Coons. All <laughs> oh, right,
1: Coons. There's the yeah. defensive special teams situation right off the kickoffs. That was a problem, obviously. How about somebody not telling Preston Fox to like just let that ball bounce? Yeah, that was. Why are you trying? Like, to, like, do you have a death You're wish? You're at like the ten. Yeah. What are you doing? Just why would you even try to touch that ball? Like I feel like that kind of stuff, that's goofy stuff. We do that all the time. Like it's, I don't, I don't know, like I don't know. I just think that special teams was bad there.
0: I will say f- from a special team standpoint, like, it let it happen once, and you're like, okay, well, that's football. Like, right, somebody runs one back every now and then. Now, was kind of depressing that that I don't even remember what his name was. The the guy who ran the two Reese the two or back. He, his longest return all season was 26 yards, was his longest <laughs> return all season. So it wasn't like he, uh, he, he it was, and to use uh, Scoot's words, he wasn't a prolific returner. No. You know, but boy, if you watched uh, the ESPN, or was that Fox Sports One broadcast, you thought he was. Like they kept talking, they're like, oh, they don't want to kick to him. So what kills me about it is, so he runs the first one back and you're like, ugh, okay, that sucks. Then he runs the second one back and you're like, we're terrible on special teams. And then we start squib kicking everything. To him. <laughs> to him. We squib kick to him.
1: <laughs> like like can you not kick like I don't mean I don't know a lot about kick kick coverage and stuff, but I'm gonna guess like somebody says, Hey, listen, he's on the right side, we're kicking deep left. Like we're put one off of that guy's back or something or shoulder. Well, I think it made me it left me
2: wondering, can the kicker not kick it into the end zone? And I think he can. I think he's been asked not to a lot. And then your mind goes to... Why not? Why,
0: <laughs> why, not? Yeah, why, why not? What are we doing? I would rather them have the ball at... What is it now? The, I feel like now that it's at the 45. Uh, 35, line, I no, guess, yeah. It's a 35? Well, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, take the We penalty. do a lot of dumb
0: things. I don't know
1: how much say Preston Fox or the kick or punt returners have in determining whether we should go for fair catch or not fair catch. But a lot of times it's like we'll call fair catch. And I think we should be just fielding that. And we're the one there's a lot of times where we don't go fair catch. And you've got like a guy like breathing down (laughs) your neck
2: as you catch it. Right. Well, and the one that you're bringing up where like we were saying, does he have a death wish right here? Like Like, it was already bouncing and he just came up and tried to grab it on the run, which thank God he didn't fumble it or something. But yeah, that was crazy.
0: Uh, and, and you know what, I always, uh, I you know, special teams should be one of those things that we don't ever talk about. Like, you should never, there should never be any talk about special teams.
1: I I'm just so. going to point out the obvious, right? So, while I am rooting for a dominant win in the bowl game. Yes. Are you? If you're struggling with teams like Baylor, if you're struggling with a team like Houston. What is
2: your confidence to do so in this bowl game Yeah, scheme? like
1: what, so... Let's say we get, uh, I don't know. Let well, let's me... talk about it. You want to hear it? Yes. Here you go. Update what do you got? me. This Update our me.
0: Here, here are this week's projections, and boys.
2: Please let it have Pop-Tarts in the name. There
0: are no Pop-Tarts in the name. No Pop-Tarts. Oh, no. So the first one we got uh, Wait, are right Wait, now, are we too good for Pop-Tarts now or something? No. No, no, no. K-State, they got K-State in the Pop-Tarts.
2: Uh, that's a miss on them.
0: Bo- both everybody. So. Uh, so it's the same bowls we've been talking about the last three three weeks, Liberty. whatever. Uh, so you got the guaranteed rate bowl right now. That's a Northwestern against. us. No. so Northwestern. Come on. So you know
1: that's a snoozer. That guaranteed is a snoozer the guaranteed forever. yawn bowl. <laughs> oh my god! That I mean is a it. Snoozer. It is
0: a Big Ten school. Uh, they are in second place in the Big Ten West. Ugh. They are seven and five. Um, so you've got that. That is gross. One,
2: okay, I hope it goes up from here. That's gross. What's next?
0: Uh, up, I uh, that's a, up is I don't know. <laughs> oh, up is what I would no. say. Your next one is still the AutoZone Liberty Bowl okay. in Memphis. All right. Um West Virginia versus the other Mountaineers, Appalachians. Oh,
2: that's oh. terrible because then you just embarrass
0: yourself. I oh, I don't like that. They'll beat us. They will be. Of course, they'll beat, be, us. beat us. Of course, though, oh, they're the number. No. Th- they're the number three team in the uh, in the in the Sun Belt right Psh. now.
1: <laughs> Listen, the, the number three team in the Sun Belt number is who we're get, getting all <laughs> juiced up about. Do you have they're eight and okay. four? And we're worried okay. that we're going to lose
0: <laughs> eight and four right now. Eight and four, but they played in the Sun Belt. They played Old Dominion and they played like South Alabama. Right. Like who else is in the Sun right. Belt? Right. Well, South know? Alabama like,
2: smeared Oklahoma State so but yeah like scoot that's an that's an awkward crowd gathering right listen, i'm
1: rooting for the mountaineers who am i rooting for really that's an awkward you can't tell me i don't care who you are you can tell listen i'm sure we'll see on tweets and stuff all these people all oh, going to a bowl game is greatest that's all we ever <laughs> want to do it's an extra month to practice and you get to that's what you're playing for is to get to a bowl game are you really playing to play Appalachian Appalachian State or Northwestern Northwestern Northwestern? Dude,
2: that's a big That's a Big Ten school. Uh, like, I'll have you know that's North a big, big Ten school. Big Second th- place in the in the Big Ten West.
1: Like the people at Northwestern, are they'd rather read a book than go to the game. <laughs> like they're not going to. Go to like that's gonna be like an empty
0: state. Yeah, they're probably be mountain what, Yeah, Europeans. it's the
2: guaranteed yawn bowl. What's this thing against Appalachian State? What that's the AutoZone Liberty Bowl?
0: Yeah, it's the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I
1: would say Appalachian State will probably travel better. I'd say they'll have more of a crowd. I'd say they feel like they could win. Well,
2: the reason I brought up the Pop Tarts bowl is because I think it's in Orlando. Like nothing draws me. Yeah. To a location in late December than Memphis, Scoot. Like let's let's head. Yeah.
0: Well, it's in Orlando. If, it's against an ACC team, which I think we would also like. I you know, like so
1: you Memphis like, in December is always like forty-five and range. Yeah,
0: of course
2: it is.
1: Like what? Ugh.
0: All right, there must and be a third be option,
1: like a, Guido. Please,
2: do you got, For the Guido? love of all thing.
0: things me. No, I mean, those are the ones. Those are the ones that. That's it. it. That's, That's all the, we got. Yeah, well, you know the the bowl proge- the ESPN bowl projections they are only they only give you two two options, um, but I mean those are the ones that you know. I w- thought when you, you gave me in- a Maryland like, matchup the, the other day. Like, that was a couple weeks ago.
1: Here's what's scary, fellas. Nothing is really going to change all that much between now and when they decide these things, right? So this is like looking at like these are the two most likely options.
2: Yeah, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick the guaranteed Yawn Bowl over uh, uh Memphis and Sun Belt, right? I mean, I think Wouldn't I would too.
0: Like I'd I'd rather play a Big yeah. 10 school than Scoot? I'd rather lose no, to, I'd yeah, rather lose it. to a Big 10 school. I'd rather
1: lose to the Big 10 than lose to the Sun Belt. So let me ask you this question. I don't know anything about the bowl selection process in the sense that like do you get offered both? Do you get to turn one down? No, I don't know. Do you no-
0: no, well, like, I mean for, it first starts with the fact that the bowls have contracts, right? So with the with the conferences, right? So all the conferences and bowls already have contracts. So like, you know, the Big Twelves sixth place team goes to the Lockheed Martin arm uh, Lockheed Martin arm I say that ten times real fast. Armed Forces Bowl. Can't get it out. Um, you know, so they're bowl contracts that you go to. And so like right now those middle Pop Tarts bowl. The Auto Zone Liberty Bowl and the and the Guaranteed Rate Bowl are those three middle bowls for, you know, that four, five, six range for the, the big twelve. And do you know, I do think, you know how many people um, Scoot
2: um, would go to Orlando if Pop Tarts picked us? Oh that's a no brainer. Yeah. Come on.
0: And here's the thing, we're gonna travel better to Orlando than K state Yeah. Now,
1: right? Exactly. Well I'm leaning toward the auto zone because there's an auto zone in my town here.
0: That's a bad take, Scoot that's that's not a great that's not i don't
1: have guaranteed right anywhere near me
0: you're, you're hoping you get a t-shirt or something if i'm just there? saying
1: i think well if i'm in so all gonna seriousness walk in the door?
0: you're gonna walk in the door and the kid's gonna be behind the counter and be like i'm going to your ball hey, like, i'll have you know whippersnapper i've been in all seriousness
1: though my guess is more wvu fans would go to memphis then yeah to arizona yes then to arizona like because right. memphis while it's not a great drive it's drivable it's not short listen
2: the other perk of playing the other perk of playing in arizona scoot is it's like guido and i talk about this all the time it's like a 1am kickoff no one will see us play like crap like oh, there's true. a lot of benefit to that <laughs> there is a that lot is of that is true
1: the liberty bowl feels like it could be on, like, on a tuesday at 4:30. Yes, exactly
0: uh the liberty bowl is on friday the 29th at 2:30 in the afternoon oh, the that's 29th. not bad that's yeah. not bad uh um, what's
1: the guaranteed rate bowl?
0: It's the twenty sixth, the day after Christmas. It's at 8 p.m. So I mean eight eight <laughs> o'clock's not that late. I sound like an old man when I say it that way. At eight p.m. kickoff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Quito's already planning to not watch the second half. That's what yeah, he's doing. Right. <laughs> so, uh,
0: going to bed. Uh the other thing is is that you gotta remember these big twelve these auto, you know, automatic bids for big twelve bowls, like these bowls all stink geographically for us. Like, you've got the Radiance Technology Bowl. That's in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, that's, like, bottom of the barrel. That's December 16th. Um, the Lockheed Martin Bowl, that's in Texas. you got Guaranteed Rate, we talked about. The Surf Pro Bowl, that's in Dallas. Uh, you got, you know, all these Texas. There's none in, like, Memphis, Tennessee, and Orlando are good. But other than that, they all kind of stink for, tr- geographically for us. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know. I feel bad wow. about Wow, Scoot,
2: bowl talk went in a direction I did not expect I feel it to. bad
1: about uh,
0: – Why are we not happy that we're in a bowl? We should just be happy we're in a the bowl. The <laughs> steal the Neil is not looking great. You think if he wins a bowl game, somebody's – He's not going anywhere, Scoot. you gotta, you got to keep it down. Scoot, you need him – For Steel the Neil
2: to have any hope, you need him to dom- – You said it yourself. You need him to dominate I know, I a bowl. I know. I don't know that he dominates Appalachian State. He doesn't dominate anyone. It's tongue-in-cheek. I'm laying it on thick. But I'm just saying that's what you need to happen in order for Steel the Neal to still be in effect. I think it just died with Stoops not leaving Kentucky. That was signed, sealed, delivered, Steel the Neal. You had willed it into existence, and then they
1: screwed it up. I'm not, I still have hope. I still have some hope.
0: There's still some – maybe he's not happy. Wants well, Ren, Ren Baker did say that he will evaluate Neil Brown on his, the entirety of his... No, career. that's
1: bad news. That's not what I want to hear. Yeah, it is.
2: Because like, that means all the four years of crap and
0: yeah, crap but light that, of the
2: fifth there's, year. There's improvement.
1: Yeah. He's made market improvement.
2: Now, I told you last pod, I have faith in Ren. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, well, listen, but I have if faith. If your
1: faith is based on a satiny jacket... And a pair of dunks. I need to see a little bit more proof in the and pudding. He was
2: nice to Don Nealon.
1: Okay. That's that you got emotional there. I like did. that's it. I, I'm I, admitting it. I I like I want to see something else.
0: Speaking of emotion, uh just to talk about football real quick. Uh big earn McCracken got fired from Houston. By yeah, the
2: way. so Scoots talking about the offensive genius that just got canned after year five at Houston.
1: I, listen, I think if we all look back. Baker up. and McCracken,
2: some of the some of the graphics that they put with that announcement did look exactly
1: like Baker and McCracken, Guido. <laughs> it's like right on the number. He'll land. Like, he'll land fine. He'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Yeah, it he'll won't be, be an be offensive coach. coach.
2: The, the yeah. interesting thing. I don't think he even cares. The interesting thing, though, is they interviewed him almost right after that law lo- uh, loss. And, you know, they gave him, like, the coach, you know, like, you think you'll be back? you know, you think you'll still be coaching Houston next season. And he said, look, I have a contract. Contracts mean something around here. I think he still had like four years left on his contract, $15 million buyout. And then literally the next day they fired him. So I don't think he thought that's the way that was going to go down. And that, it also made me just for sake of argument, Guido, you know, we, we kick around this like Neil Brown buyout, like big money, big money. And I mean, Houston didn't have
1: a problem moving on from it's not dana big, like listen if ken kendrick doesn't want neil brown neil brown's gone like he's got the money to move him like it's not like like if you've got a no i'm not saying ken kendrick but like if you've got a booster that's motivated to like move on if he gets enough you know run runway he's he's gone like they'll they'll find a yeah, way Yeah, and to i
2: think i read to scoot earlier today i think people were talking about how indiana moved on from their coach indiana indiana
1: yes tom allen
0: and i and i think
2: they paid him 20 million dollars for his buyout.
0: so so in case you guys don't know uh we record this on on sundays uh today the 26th of november 2023 neil brown's buyout dropped to 13 million dollars
1: all right, so I'm starting to go fund. There's a but, Scoot. But, wait,
0: there's a but. Oh. But Neil Brown also got something else today. Neil Brown got a one hundred thousand dollar bonus from the university today for having an eight win season.
1: No, that's a kick in the in the midsection.
0: So, a hundred thousand dollar bonus. He had he had performance bonuses built in. Hundred thousand dollars for eight wins. Hundred twenty five for nine, so forth and so on. Yeah. Thirteen million right now, but they had to give him a hundred thousand today. Here's the thing, Scoot. I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere. And to be honest with you, his contract's through what 2026? Uh, th- through through twenty twenty sixth. I think it's. I believe it goes so. To. Uh, then
1: let's not extend him, please. I, let's not do that. I don't do think you're,
0: They're not. There's not going to be an extension. You know. I think that. I don't think. They, do you think? I don't think. They, I think he's here.
2: What's what's uh what's the other option here? Do you think? <laughs> do you think um, Josh, is, is I is so hard <laughs> I, I arrested I guess for something? The, I don't the know. Only, the, only other we put, cars. The, the only other option, though, <laughs> is like, do the you think option. Ren yes. Baker would try to renegotiate this thing to make it less craptastic for the university? No,
1: like, do, I don't think so. I it think would they would be just tough, stay right?
2: Like, why would you ever accept that if you're in the Neil Brown camp? Like, why would you ever?
1: He's going to say I just
2: I improved. You told yeah, me to right. improve. Why would, like yeah.
0: cuz here's the thing and I said this last week. He did everything he said he was going to do this season. He did everything he said he was going to do. So you can say what you want, but that's what I say. I I mean, and I, I look at it and I don't th- I think the buyout is irrelevant at Wasn't this point. there talk of you buying visors? <laughs> there was talk of me buying <laughs> cuz you
1: were a big Neil Brown guy. I'm just Is saying, there an option
2: for, for- is there, a, is there?
0: there, no more is there an option You're D? out of options. Is, are you sure? <laughs> that you were out of options. Like Neil I, Brown. Think
1: the, I I mean, could he be like. I
2: think option I D is he's not out. happy. Scoot, didn't you say that he's, earlier?
1: He goes on a vacation and he gets stuck overseas. Like he loses his passport. Right. Like, Scoot's that's calling immigration
0: services. Scoot's like, there's this guy. He's on vacation in St. Lucia. You need to make sure he doesn't come back in the country uh so anyway that's where wu football is we'll find out uh in a week a week later this week about where we're going to go play a a bowl game we're going to play a bowl game we could possibly win and have nine we could lose and still be at eight either way neil brown is back listen for another season
1: he might not be back if we dominate so let's go mountaineers let's go mountaineers
0: all right let's talk real quick about basketball i know that we were on the other night talked basketball we talked about the uh the The Fort Myers tip off classic. It's a classic. It wasn't a classic. classic. You
2: made it a classic. It was
0: not a classic. It was not a classic. It was not pretty. But now. It should be a classic. uh, WVU did get a game in this weekend. They came back to the Coliseum and they played Bellarmine and eked it out, Johnson. Eked out away. Yeah, it looks shaky.
2: Uh, Bellarmine known for the We Don't Dribble offense Scoot,
1: the pass, 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 pass They also and then, are known For five guys that look like they played Intramural yes. basketball at a school environment Or
2: are visiting from a Local country club is what I thought Some of them looked like <laughs> Scoot,
0: I was, I was, I I was, well, I wanted, watched some of it I was flipping between that and the NFL because you know how excited I was to see WVU play Bellarmine uh, Flipped on a couple of times Honestly, I thought you were on the court playing for them once uh, Listen
1: I got a little bit more shake than some of those cats. I got a little bit, I got. I'm a little silkier.
2: Well, it, it ends up a four point victory Guido, which was a little bit too close for comfort. Bellarmine kept it close. um, Hit some late threes. I think um, Jesse Edwards leads WVU with 17, which you would expect, but you know, again, um, I don't know. I I think for my like I guess if you were saying like takeaways after the game the defense looked just sloppy in general. Like I, you know, there were trips down the court where it felt like they were sort of going through the motions and in the spellermine team is such that you know, it's one of those like fundamentally sound team so when they get an open shot they weren't shooting the lights out but you give them enough looks they they started hitting they started hitting open shots and keeping things close so here's
0: what this game made me realize tonight boys is that uh wvu and uh, you, you this may be a shock to you guys not an outside threat not a threat beyond the arc shooting 18 percent today uh beyond the arc going three for 16 for three pointers bellarmine shoots 30 percent The problem is, is when you, okay, that's fine. You can be a good team and not hit a ton of threes and not take a ton of threes. Um, But you have to be able to, you know, dribble drive, penetrate, you know, get those inside shots. The problem is, is that when you only play seven guys, they're all exhausted by the second half and they can't do that anymore. They don't have legs to be able to drive anymore and be able to post up and be able to do that. So, like, first half, WVU has a six-point lead going into the locker room. Bellarmine beats them 28 26. We shoot. We only have twenty six points. Ten less points in the second half, and this is going to be the tale that we're going to see all season long, unless things change. And I know we're talking about a cook. A cook is coming back, hopefully, and we've got uh, Carissa. Uh, Carissa is it Carissa?
2: Carissa. Well, Carissa. we're we're three we're three more games without him, and then he'll be back. Now right. a cook a cook. As much as I want him back, Scoot, I don't think we've heard any I don't updates. Think he's back. So I'm, I'm not. I'd be very surprised yeah, if he does I, come I'm back. I'm not expecting him to
1: be back anytime no, I'm soon. I'm guessing he'll ride off into the sunset. I
2: think the funny thing on this Guido is the pace. You're, so you're right; I agree with you. We're gonna have a lot of 20, 25-point second halves this year, I think, because guys are just gonna be out of gas. And I think it's interesting that we didn't talk about the end of the of the Fort Myers tip-off, but we leave Fort Myers. Barely losing to Virginia. I mean, really one that I hated it for those guys because that would have been a wonderful win and probably a confidence booster. They lose a two point game to Virginia before this Bellarmine game. And it's interesting that Virginia plays so slow that I think it actually benefited us in that second half against them. Bellarmine, who I mean, is no juggernaut, obviously, but they played with enough pace that in this second half, it looked like, man, people were still, uh, you know, they were just sort of grinding it out. It's like a war of attrition each game. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be, I think every game you're going to be looking for this in the second half. It's inevitable. And
0: Scooty, uh, the the, the scouting report has to get out on this team at some point, right? And these teams are going to come in and be like, here, all we have to do is press and run. All we got to do is run them. Press and run. Like we well, got to make them tired. So there's some good news it's and It's unfair.
1: Bad what do you want to hear first? Uh, you want to hear the good. Uh, news? Let's go bad news. Let's go bad news. Oh, you want go bad, go news. bad? You want bad. bad? Okay. So the bad news is unless there's a lot we've got three, three more games without Creisa. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, those three games are St. John's, Pitt, and Drexel. Yeah. Okay. So that's not great. Now there is some good news, right? So the good news is before you start conference play, you're going to get Kirk Risa for four games before January. So that's not bad. Like that's, that's pretty good. However, the other, well, I guess the other good news is not a, however, the other good news is if you look at today's game, right? They shot 81% from the foul line. They only missed four foul shots. That's actually pretty good. Um, and in all reality, I know we played eight guys, but we honestly played six, because Sumnick had six minutes, and Bembry had. Four yeah, minutes. everyone else was almost. So you're 30 really minutes. not, yeah, getting much out of. And listen, I don't have anything against Pat Sumnick, but if you're a returning guy, you're six eight, and you're thin at the forward spot, and you only get six and minutes. You're only seeing six minutes. Signs point to maybe you're not good or ready or something or you're you people don't well, like you for some reason also we're hurting for also help.
2: scoot when like once again Josiah Harris goes I think 0 for 5 in this game like he doesn't score he he's you know he's really been struggling from the outside and I think that you would expect other people to maybe start eating into his minutes He still plays 25 minutes. I mean, not really. You know, he's still out there the majority of the time.
1: Well, you only had five people score because Bembry, Sumnick didn't score. Seth Wilson had six points, and it wasn't until the end, really. I don't think he did well on.
0: Um, How does JoJo play 25 minutes and not score? Yeah, he's just been struggling from the uh, outside, and uh, I I think – it's a good question. You know, Scoot,
2: I think I'm su- He didn't shoot that much either
0: though. Five he was shots. 0 for 5 at, Yeah, Yeah, 0 for yeah 5. but
2: it's f- every time I I don't know if all 5, but I feel like every time I see him shoot, it's shots that I feel like you wouldn't normally want him You're, You kind of give one of these looks. Yeah, like, yeah, like it just feels out like, of character. What are you doing? And it, like, and, and are you actually it makes me surprised that the coaches aren't like, "Hey, that's not your shot. Like, get to another location and shoot." I I don't know. That's no. that's a weird thing for him.
1: For me, I think as long as we can keep him, the growth that we're going to see from Ofri Neve might be impressively significant beyond this year, right? So he played uh, 30-something minutes. He – 32 minutes. He had 10 points. He was two for four, two for three from three-point line. Um, Six rebounds. You'd like to see him get a couple more rebounds, but – Still, that's for a freshman, for a guy that didn't even – pro- I mean, I don't know this. He probably thought he was – yeah, He may he not have even, even know West was Virginia the- was a place until like <laughs> August 10th
2: or something. Yeah, it's a good like, point. And he's got length that if I think if he was a little bit stronger it would be a problem at the 30 He kind of
1: gives me a – and I think I've told you this. He gives me a skinny Joe Alexander vibe. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. But he's got a little bit of like that athletic ability that Joe Alexander had. Like, if you remember Joe Alexander's freshman year, for whatever reason, I'm not even sure why John Beeline recruited him because he wasn't a typical Beeline-type player, but, like, his freshman year, he never got to play. He was pretty much in the
2: witness witness protection program, pretty much. His
1: warm-ups were highlight reel dunks to his freshman year. He never got to play, but, like, people would go to watch him warm up. Ophrey Ave can do that kind of stuff. He's kind of got some bounce to his game. Um... He's unfortunately learning on the job, kind of a you know trial by fire type situation for him. But I'm hopeful that once we get a couple more bodies, that um, this time that he's getting now will be very Scoo- beneficial.
0: Uh, you know, I have never, you know, professed myself as being a great basketball mind, unlike you. I'm Yes, I agree. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, basketball is like... Really, when you boil it down and you look at things, it's a game of percentages, right? Like basketball, more than any other sport, is opportunity. Take enough opportunities, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna shoot the X percentage every game. You take enough opportunities, you score points. Like that's that's the the one thing, and I, and you know that I'm a box score geek. Like I love reading box scores. So one thing I've noticed with West Virginia is field goal attempts for every game that we have played. Have been somewhere in the tune of ten to twenty less than our points. Okay,
1: so here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to boil it down for you.
0: Okay, boil it down for me. Break it the down
1: guy running our offense currently is unsure of what he's doing, and because of that, he's not really distributing the ball to the the people that need to be distributed to. So Kobe Johnson is who I'm talking about. Like I don't think Kobe Johnson really sees the floor. If we had all 13 guys that we originally had, he probably doesn't play very much right now. We're counting on him to run the show and be the guy for 37 minutes.
2: Well, and I think you end up getting a lot of late in the shot clock shots.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, it's like a lot of rushed stuff. We're not getting good quick hits. Like, we're we're trying to feed the post. We're trying to get the ball to Jesse Edwards. That poor guy is like uh, he's like a jungle gym for the other team, right? right. They're like <laughs> hanging off the poor guy. Like it's like the monkey bars. Like he's just like guys are swinging off his arms. Guys are hanging on him. As soon as he touches the ball, he has two sometimes three people defending. Yeah, it's him. crazy. So you're not getting shots sometimes in that situation. So it leads to, and like Johnson said, it leads to us getting a lot of 25-second uh, deep offensive sets where you might get a shot as opposed to being quick and, and being efficient and getting shots. Um, so I think a lot of that is the personnel. I, I know you're a percentage guy. I'm more of a matchup guy and, and personnel type. Type guy as to who we're working with and who we're working against. Well,
0: and you and I don't. I mean, I agree. I I I was trying to poke you to get you to to say a little bit about what you were going to say because, like, I think the problem I have with Kobe right now is, you would think that guy, like, if he was going to be the Javon Carter of the team, he like that's a that's a that's a lofty comparison. Well. I know that, but like, you would think he would he would be leading every game in assists. He would be able to to you know. It's a situation
1: where, as a junior,
0: you haven't really gotten a, a long
1: run and a, a large amount of playing time. You can say that you were hurt or something last year, because I think that's what was floating around there earlier this offseason and into the preseason. That Kobe was hurt, and he, that's why he wasn't shooting as well. But listen, here's your opportunity, man. Like, you're you're not going to get a chance like this again. Like, this is it. Like, you need to grab the bull by the horns you're now a junior it's not like we're it's not like you're Ophir of and you have to be the leader from day one you're the junior you've been around the longest you and seth wilson have run this thing right and if you know you've been with coach eilert the longest outside of uh, those three people have been part of this program longer than anybody else those three people should be the ones running this thing now i think josh is but Seth Wilson's not even starting now. Like, that's crazy. You're a junior. What's going on? You're the second leading scorer behind LeBron James at <laughs> your <After> high school. <laughs> you're scoring six points, and you're coming off the bench. What is going on? Like, it's almost like some of these guys forget to how to score. Like, how? How do they like? I I I think back. I know this is going to be. Uh, a touchy subject, so I'm going to tread lightly on it. Gabe Osaboyan was a beloved Mountaineer. Guido Guido had G.O. shaved in the front and the back of his chest hair and back hair. So (laughs) he was a big fan. (laughs) Now, when Gabe got the ball, he acted as if it was like, I don't know, uh, a hot rock or something. Like, yes, he did. He acted he, as if like somebody grabbed right. a coal from the sauna and said, here, catch. And then he would kind of like do some shifty business in the lane and then, and then like either turn it over or fling something up. My point is, in order to get recruited to play college basketball, you probably had to do some scoring. You didn't have to be a dominant scorer. Not every guy that goes to college and plays Division One basketball is a dominant scorer. But you should be able to score. like you. That should not be a foreign concept to you in, in, in college basketball. Because basketball is basketball. At some point, you have to be able to score. Seth Wilson apparently could score. He gets to Morgantown. He's sometimes forgotten how to score. Kobe Johnson, I would think, scored somewhere. He, now, I say this, and everyone's going to be like, well, he had... I don't even know what he had. Sixteen points today or something? He had he had eleven early. I think he on. had thirteen. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had thirteen points. Yeah. He well, should have more. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he this shouldn't be like a oh, we got a surprise thirteen from Kobe. That should be like the norm. Like we didn't think that with Joey Toussaint, did we? We didn't think, oh, we got thirteen on Joe. No, we expected Joe Toussaint to get. We didn't think about um uh what was that guy, Tavon. Austin. Um, Yeah, no. What was his last name? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Johnson throws a table
1: on Austin. Tavon Myers. uh... Yes. Like, he scored. He was a scorer. Like, you you expect these guys to score. Uh, Jay Sean Page, score. Like, I know that – I get it. They're not the same. But, like, come on. Well, I
2: think the 60-point plateau, Guido, is something that – you're not gonna like to me every game. Sixty points feels like a stretch, right? Like
0: it's like, but it's like a struggle. Yeah. It's like it's I'm exhausted watching them trying to score six. So I think you have to play very
2: knowing that. I think they have to find a way to to ramp up the defense a bit, like the Bellarmine game. The defense just looked like I said, some trips down, and maybe you know, look, we're talking about guys being tired late in the game. That's probably the answer. I, I'm sure that's the answer, but somehow you're going to have to find a way to amp up the intensity a little bit because you're not good. Like if a team, if a team's asking you to stay with them by scoring 80 points, I mean, you're, I'd you're not. I'd love to
1: hear what a guy like Josh Witt, what what he thinks about some of what we're seeing. I know he has a podcast and he does it every after every game, um, so you could listen to his podcast and and he could tell you what what he has <laughs> you, to think. You could too, yes. uh, <laughs> but I, I I would just like to have a down to earth personal conversation with with Josh just to see if he sees things similarly to us or or differently.
0: I just I just want to say that I like l- listen these pre these pre conference games. Are supposed to be fun, and I'm not having fun. And well, you're supposed to stack up points. But excuse me, I am extremely, extremely nervous about the conference season. Extremely as you should be. Uh, Like I'm a stats guy, right? West West Virginia right now is averaging sixty-two game, sixty-two points a game. That's sixty-two point seven a game. The next closest is Texas Tech. They're averaging sixty-nine point three from there like BYU right now is averaging 90 points a game TCU 90 points a game
1: whatever happened to uh he landed somewhere didn't he schlobber from Texas Tech Remember he, he <laughs> oh, yeah. slobbered on somebody and <laughs> he apologized for not, s- he didn't mean to slobber on him is what he said or something like that. I, said, I, uh, mean I don't
2: remember where he landed. I don't know. I don't remember where he landed. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the answer for us, Scoot.
0: Mark Adams. Mark Adams. What
1: would you have done if he became like the, like we have James Dickey, and they said, you know what, we're going to hire this. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're going to
0: hire this guy as the uh, senior
2: advisor. That's where I thought you were going. Like, I don't think he's the answer for us. No, no,
0: no, no. I don't know. By the way, hold on. I got to stop you for one second. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt. Mark Adams, who you were talking about. Yes. Slobbering all the players, everything. Want to know where he is right now? Sure. Johnson's other Alma mater. Oh, he's a dcu oh, isn't ECU. he? You can run into him. He's an That's right. I he's forgot about code. that. Careful, Johnson. Careful when you go visit your grad school. When I
2: sit, if I go watch a game scoot, I'll do like the Gallagher couple front rows. Like I'll take you the
0: <laughs>
1: Splash Zone. Splash the, yeah. you wear some spl- sort of Splash yeah. right. Wear the rain slicker and like. give like a big chew Or like, Achoo. uh
2: who were the guys, the court stormers that always showed up to yes, every game in a full cuts. rain yeah, gear? Yeah, yeah, Maybe I'll do
1: that um that's that's funny but i that is funny i i think i don't know who would you consider to be the best basketball coach out there right now in college basketball
0: I, but, but i mean you're I, I
1: don't i don't know right you take any like, of those people but
0: but but here's here's the thing like i and i feel bad for josh i i don't envy the position he's in because i think it's it's gonna be really tough it's gonna be really tough for him to set himself up i mean ren baker really ha- they have to buy into him and they and we've said it all along they've got to either say hey he's our guy we're going to give him you know the three four years well, to rebuild if
1: you want results they've got to get raekwon battle free but it's it ha- that's not
0: happening it's done I, it's, dead it's
1: not 100 percent done they're gonna sue i, mean, I, I think they're gonna sue, they're gonna See, sue. i think
0: but,
2: i don't know scoot right now i think if you ask me right now i said this on the last pod too Please give me a cook, a cook in a healthy state, so that, like you were saying earlier, Jesse Edwards isn't the jungle gym for the opposing defense, and someone has to at least pay attention to another big man under the basket. To me, that would be well, as bad as the guard play has been. That would be wonderful. I think that would be just. I a-
1: wonder if you get Raekwon Battle free, can you slide Slezinski into a post role? He's six nine. I mean, it's not ideal. I don't know that he's as aggressive defensively as... Well,
2: it does give you some more options, though.
1: Right, right. That's what I'm... So, like, I think Kirk Kreese helps a little bit. Not not a ton in that regard. I think what that does is at least gives us somebody to run the offense and gives Kobe a seat somewhere. But if we can get... if If we can sue... The NCAA and somehow get an injunction or something. So there's got to be something. If we can get this kid loose for conference time, that would be... A godsend. I just,
0: I I, I feel bad for two people. I feel bad for Josh Eilert, like I just said. And I also feel bad for Jesse Edwards because he's going to get lost in all of this, right? I mean, he Oh, he's first team
1: all-conference. He's a saint. He has
0: a double-double. He's a great player. St.
1: Edwards. I'm calling him St.
0: Edwards.
2: He's (laughs) carrying this team on his back. Yeah, I think tonight he went for 17 and 14
1: or something like that. St. Edwards.
0: So, I, I just think, I don't envy the position that the basketball program's in now. And I think it's hard because then, you know. If you're Ren Baker, what do you do? Like, do you say, hey, you know, and like we've said it all along, you got to take that interim off so that he can recruit because who's going to come to a team that has an interim head coach? I mean, I I, I don't know what what's going to happen with this program. It, it's going to be an interesting year, but buckle up, folks. It's going to be a long, a long couple months of basketball. I have a feeling. Um, All right, well, we should probably wrap it up for the week. WVU doesn't have any football games. We find out a week from today uh, what we're going to go to for a bowl game, which I'm sure you're all just super excited about. Uh, Basketball-wise, we do have some basketball games coming up. We play St. John's Friday. That game is going to be on ESPN2. We get to actually be on a network you can get on your television. Uh, So we play St. John's on Friday. That game is also at the Coliseum at 7 p.m tip-off. Don't forget, find us online. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter, just at Got Your Ears. Or you can find us on the Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. And Johnson, we have a website, com.
2: We do have a website. If you go to GotYourEarsOn.com, you can check out the latest episode by clicking on the tune in link right on the page. You can also click through to the merch store and check out all of Scoot's favorite fanny packs and other things that he's earmarked there in the merch store. Christmas gifts. Lots of Christmas, Christmas gifts. Christmas is coming up. Check it out. Uh but yeah, it's all right there. Guido got your ears on dot com.
0: Scoot, are you uh, are you do you want to put a steel the kneel shirt in the, in the store? I think <laughs> we
1: need to. I think we need I think we need to put a little steel the knee. Steal the kneel. All right so in check
0: that out got your ears on Com. Well, folks, we'll be back next week with another show. Don't forget, find us online. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.